Perspective. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And it is great to be back, Dave, right? I know. We're finally back in the studio. Yeah. The the self-quarantine has Mm -hmm. been lifted for the most part. Yeah. We're still social distancing. We're six feet apart right now. Mm -hmm. But it's good to be back in person. I was getting a little tired of the Zoom calls that we were doing. The Zoom setup wasn't great, but we're here. Gotta say, it's good to be back. (laughs) And uh, today's episode is strictly about Lost, which is a show that both Dave and I are very passionate about. It was one of the first shows that you and I really bonded over. Oh yeah, growing up. This show came out when we were in sixth grade, but I didn't catch on to it till I was in seventh grade. But it was still enjoyable. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Just Lost in, in itself was just such a great show, and it mm-hmm. definitely deserved like an episode. Yeah, I know you just wrote a, an article for it mm-hmm. on our on our blog, postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. Check it out. Everyone should go check it out. It was yeah. really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I read that, because I wasn't even planning on doing a Lost episode. And then mm-hmm. when I read that, I was like, yeah, dude, we definitely need to do a Lost episode. Yeah. And I mean, it's it was one of those things where I was like, May 23rd, like I always associate May 23rd with the, t- you know, Lost ending. Like May 23rd, 2010 is when the show completely ended. Mm-hmm. So it was like the 10 year anniversary. We have to do something with Post Credit Bruce for this show. Just because... Again, like this was a show that both you and I were really, really into yeah. at the time. And I, I think just like from my own personal experience, this is a show that actually brought a lot of people together. And I got to give a shout out to some mm-hmm. family friends of ours, uh, the Scanlans, because mm-hmm. you know, we are always close, really, really close with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we call each other an uncle and stuff like that. We yeah. weren't one of those kind of relationships. But when this show came out, like we all would get together and we would watch it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'd all come up with, like, fan theories and yeah. all this kind of stuff. I remember when, like, the finale would come around, like, toward the end of it, like, we would pull, like, not, like, like a running gag, but, like, we would, like, get, like, a cereal box. Mm-hmm. And we would, like, wrap it, in, wrap it in, like, paper and make it, like, a Dharma thing mm-hmm. and throw it on their doorstep. It just, like, do, like, a knock and run. Just it was just, like, a running, it was like a running gag until, like, I think, like, the, one of the last seasons. And then we finally, we made, like, a full Roger Workman. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a big full, like full body, like skeleton like thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the spirit. Looking out from inward, people are thinking these people are fucking ridiculous. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but it was just a running gag, and like yeah. we still to this day just laugh our ass off about it. Yeah. See, and and that's a funny thing because I feel like I contrast you. Where like I remember when Lost would be on, and like I was just dialed into the show. Like I could, like I wouldn't be able to watch it with the crowd. Did you, like, lock yourself in your room? I would just, yeah, I would be in my room watching the show, and I would be, like, dialed in. Why don't you go back to your own house and stop bothering us? Couldn't watch it with a crowd. I remember I, I went to a couple, like, viewing parties, if you would say, like, whatever they were. But I can remember just, like, being, like, all right, like, everyone be quiet, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, you just had to focus on the DJ. Because, I mean, this was such a, a detailed show. You just wanted to pick up on everything. Oh, yeah. And I, I think, like... It's a shame that it didn't catch as much steam as it did because I think the way the show was set and the way it was written, mm. it really could have had the same reception as like Game of Thrones for like the watch parties and yeah, like yeah. if it was if Lost mm. came out now, you would definitely mm. have like those people would be putting their phones in front of their TVs and getting like the live reactions of people's things mm-hmm. and it would just be a big viral thing. Yeah. I think Lost would thrive in like 2020. And that's interesting because I feel like Lost like just missed out on that party. Like Lost was like right there and then it ended before everything with like social media and like spoiling and all that i mean there were still spoilers when lost came around like the internet and stuff but i feel like the best way to equate it is like look at lost compared to game of thrones with game of thrones just being like pirated and people like seeing it and trying to spoil it and like lost just missed out on that i feel let's put it this way like when lost was ending i think you were just able to start buying episodes on on iTunes, and you can watch on your iTouch, and that was like like the biggest like mm-hmm. thing at the time. And then yeah. like the year later, a year after that, it's when the first smartphones started coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like iPhone. I mean, iPhones have been around since Lost came out, but I know like that was a big thing with. But I mean, like I think what you're talking about is like streaming. Yeah, like, streaming. Like, I mean, Lost would have done great with you know the Netflix age and all that. Oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but. And I, I, I'm still mm. shocked that, like, because it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix now? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. But I, I hint at that, where I say, like, I feel like Lost wouldn't be as good a show if you could just watch it 
back to back to back. So if the whole season dropped in one take, I feel like it wouldn't be as good of a show. Like, because I feel like so much of that was like each episode ended on a cliffhanger. And you were like, throughout that whole week, you were like, all right, what's going to happen to Sawyer? What's going to happen to Hurley? Yeah. And then, you know, you see it in the next week and you're like, I didn't expect that at all. Versus like, if you could just watch it in like one weekend, I think that effect doesn't hit it as well as it does in a weekly show. There's something about back when you could watch a show on a Wednesday and you have to wait till the next Wednesday to Mm -hmm. catch the next one. Because I remember... I say like, the show is like such a big part of my life. As, mm-hmm. as dramatic as that sounds, like this show was like so groundbreaking to yeah, me. Yeah, like I remember like the show would be on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then it, Wednesday it, was a big day. Then it yeah. went, then it moved to like Thursday, then it moved to Tuesday, then it went back to Wednesday. It and shuffled Thursday. around a lot. Yeah, but it played the, at ten o'clock. I always thought that was a bad move. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But it's just like from my point on, on Wednesday, it would air, and then from Thursday to Tuesday at the dinner table. My dad and I would be swapping theories like that. I really think that, like, from the if theories. you think about think yeah. about this and that, mm-hmm. and my dad would like record them. On, he had like one VHS, and he would just record all of them on there. I, I used to record episodes too. Yeah, <laughs> I remember doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was one of those things where, and I think I cited it in the podcast or in the the article where they say like, you know, if if you missed out on an episode, like, and you went into the office the next day, like, you were spoiled. Like, people were talking about the show. And that's why I think it might have been, like, just like Game of Thrones, because it's, like, the, the water cooler conversation. Exactly. Kind of, like, yeah. Game of Thrones was, like, is, like, even up to, like, last year was, like, a water cooler conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People had to, like, leave the room if, and hold their ears mm-hmm. if, if you're talking about Game of Thrones and yeah. they didn't see anything. Yeah. And I think Lost could have been like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, with, like, the... It was on network TV, ABC, so I wonder if, like, that had a big reason to be why it didn't get as well perception if it was on hbo i think it would have been like the viewership would have been so much better Mm -hmm. straight up i mean if it was on hbo it might still be on you know like like, who knows yeah yeah they would have made made the shit of it but um you know and we'll talk about it a little later but i think that was good where lost set an end date where they said like look this show is going to end at this point um you know whether or not we feel like that was a good idea we'll talk about it later but that's, yeah, it's kind of how we feel. So I think for our layout for the, today's episode, we're going to just do kind of a breakdown mm-hmm. of each season, kind of how we did with mm-hmm. our Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. You can go check that out. That's season one, episode, I think, four, I think? One of those, yeah. yeah but we just, check it I out. mean, we, we just completely tear it apart, the, the eighth season of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Very. This episode's going to be very similar, except it's going to be a little abbreviated. Mm-hmm. Every season of Lost, we're going to kind of talk about what we thought about it, and then... Um, just an overall opinion on the show, you mm-hmm. know, like me and Dave are saying, like, this was a really, really big show for both of us. It's, this is more of a, like a, a personal episode for us because of mm-hmm. how much it meant to us. And yeah, really, like, remember when we, like, in grade school, we talked, we were the only ones that talked about mm-hmm. this. Absolutely. So it's one yeah. thing that, like, our connection together was mm-hmm. something that, like, always go back to Lost is one yeah. of the things. Spider-Man and, and Lost. <laughs> even on social, yeah, Spider-Man and Lost. <laughs> but even on social media, like, I really, like, I'm very kind of, I don't want to say like a private person, but I don't really post too much. But when Lost was on, I mean, I would post about Lost. Like, oh, after yeah. an episode premiered, I'd be like, holy shit. Well, your aim, your aim name was, um... My aim, yeah, it was uh, Lost uh, Away uh, 219. <laughs> that was my aim screen name. Message him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, but message me. My, my aim email was, like, it's still like my spam email. Like if I like had to like mm-hmm. sign up for something, I just use my A email still and just like yeah. I, that's what I use for it. Yeah, yeah. That's stuff like that's funny. <laughs> but uh before we jump into it though, we do want to give a shout out to one of our very big fans and promoters of the show. Um, our friend Shannon, who made these very cool koozies. Yeah, we got some post credit brews koozies yeah. now. So if you want one, just give us a DM. Mm-hmm. We'll send them your way. She made us these awesome T-shirts too. They go really well with the, with the with the koozie. I feel like we're really like gaining stream with this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very big fan. So we Shannon, appreciate the so help. So Shannon, thank you. You're a true member of the Brew Crew. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now that we're back in full swing, we uh, we'll begin back to trying some new beers each episode. If you have any recommendations for new local beers or breweries to try, uh, shoot us a DM and don't forget to spread the word that we're always looking to try the new local businesses. On today's episode, we are drinking Dharma Light from 108 Brewing Company. See you with another brew, brother.
Now, this might be the most loss-centric beer I have ever seen, weighing in at 4.8% alcohol, 16 fluid ounces, and packaged in a case of 15 bottles at a market price of $23.42. I mean, that's that's got to be coincidence, don't you think? You know what's funny? I was at the store years ago when the, the show was still on, mm-hmm. and my dad saw the this Dharma beer. I'm not sure if it was like a knockoff or anything like that, but he just grabbed it. Yeah. And I saved it for all these years. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we're in the mood with the island because these has not been cracked since 2006. So this is a, a very fermented beer, I guess, yes. right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't even refrigerate them, so we're just, we're just taking, the, taking the wind by storm with this one. Yeah. And with that said, do we want to do the post-credit crack? We, we've been gone for a little bit, but our tradition's going to stay the same. The post-credit beer crack. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. You know what sucks when, like, you try to do the beer crack and, like, the the cap, like, folds back too much and you can't even get it. So you have to, like, punch it with, like, a pencil or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like a loser when that happens. <laughs> I mean, this is an old beer, so no judgment. I know. Like, like just holding it, like, like it's all, like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just, once I, like, crush it, it's just going to, like, spill out somewhere. Spill, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we want to jump into it, do we want to just go right into season one? Sure, but before, I mean, like I said, the show's right. all on, on Hulu, mm-hmm. and um, if you want to see it without any, like, spoilers, like, we're not going to give away too much, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the whole just, show. Just, um, yeah. go social distance in a different room of the house, mm-hmm. and don't listen to this podcast. Check it out. Check out the show, then come back and listen to it. But uh, season one. So what what do we want to say about season one? I know you know in the article I really wrote pretty positively about it. I mean I think season one's the best season of the show. The pilot is one of the best episodes of a pilot of mm-hmm. uh, in TV history, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great, and it really it kind of draws you right into it. And I know kind of a lot of stuff with you know with the pilot. I talked about how Michael Keaton was cast in the pilot, and he was supposed to die. Was he really? He was, yeah. He was supposed to play Jack? I think he was supposed to play like a Jack-like character. He was supposed to die really early on. And I think their whole mindset with that was like bringing a, you know, somewhat of a big star and kind of try and draw people into the show. It's showtime. But I, I guess they moved away from that idea. And yeah, I mean, the pilot's great. I mean, the pilot, there's action, you know, there's all that mystery, you know, you're kind of wondering what's that sound come from the jungle. You know, Locke was always just mysterious character in the beginning, and um, it really kind of just set the tone for the show for the entire season. Oh yeah, I, I think what's always cool about the pilot is that like it opens up, but just you run in the mill like you know a bunch of people getting onto an airplane, mm-hmm. and you see like just the stereotypical personalities. Like you got like the yeah the fat guy, and you got like the mm-hmm. arrogant guy, and you got like the couple fighting. Yeah. And, the foreign couple, Sun and Jin, Korean they're, couple. They're arguing mm-hmm. with each other. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. like it, it's just it was so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so authentic. Like how well they they did that. Mm-hmm. And then they're on a the plane. The plane crashes, and the whole first episode is just raw reaction to like mm-hmm. to it. Everything happening. Yeah, and, and that, that was a good point that you brought up too, Dave, with just saying like the use of them using flashbacks in this show, and you kind of saw. The characters on the island, and then you saw them what they were like after the plane crash. Yeah, or um, before the plane crash. The flashbacks were. It's not. It's a very very cool way of storytelling that I think mm-hmm. they were one of the pioneers to do it like in TV. I mean, movies yeah. have done flashbacks, but mm-hmm. like to do flashbacks on a consistent basis and how well they tied like the the theme of an episode to their flashbacks. Mm-hmm. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. It's almost like irony. It's so like yeah. A big mm-hmm. part of this show is that people thought that this was in purgatory. Mm-hmm. That the whole show that they were all in purgatory. Yeah. And Carlton Cuse and Damian yeah. Lindelof mm-hmm. came out and they said it's not. So mm-hmm. I'm not giving any way by saying that it's not purgatory. Yeah. But like, if you're like watching the first couple seasons and like you're still believing hey, this is purgatory, like mm-hmm. it's almost like them coming to grips with like the mistakes and like the moments in their life. And how they're dealing mm-hmm. with it now, like coming to peace with it. Like I come out, for example, I think of like the episode, the glass ballerina with, with Sun, mm-hmm. 
and how like her and Jim were fighting in that in the flashback, mm-hmm. and then they're fighting in the in the present. But like something big yeah. happens in that episode in the present, mm-hmm. and I guess like the memories from like that like kind of like coincide with like the feelings that they're having toward each other in, in the present. It, it was it's just a very cool way of doing it, and I mm-hmm. think Laws really took a great advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this show did a a great job with. Um... You know, and I think that was my favorite part of the show was just with them in the flashbacks versus them on the island. And it was like the choices they were making, the decisions they were making were very similar to what was going on with them in the present day. And, I mean, some character. I mean, again, like, I feel like they really overused Jack a lot. But I feel like his was, like, the best in terms of, like, his relationship with his father and having to make these really tough decisions and, you know versus like what he had to do on the island because everyone saw him as the leader yeah everyone saw him as the one that you know had to make all these tough decisions so um you know the way they kind of played that with the flashbacks and what was going on i felt like was really good um locks another character i felt like they did a really good job with that where you know just his you know you saw him kind of off the island and not that i want to say he was like a a weak character but he was very I felt like he felt very, like, emasculated with, like, being in a wheelchair and not being able to do as much as other people, but still having the mindset of, like, I can still do this. Yeah. And then once he gets on the island, he still has these people, like, second-guessing him and questioning him, and he's like, no, like, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like that played really well on the show. Yeah, like, it, I just keep going back to, like, that when you see all these people on the on the airplane for the very first time, and it it really opens up your eyes, and it makes you really think, like, you really don't know what goes on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, all those different stories were really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, how they unfolded. Yeah. Like, I think, wasn't uh, Kate in handcuffs? Kate, on yeah. The, on the so plane? She, she, I mean, she was pretty much arrested. Like, she, I mean, she had a string of different things that she was arrested for, but... But just, like, knowing, um, like, how it led up, like, you eventually find out, like, how it came about. Mm-hmm. And Jack's has his father on board he's going to bury him yeah locks in the wheelchair and it's like you just don't you just yeah. don't know like if, if Sawyer you're on a plane, was being deported yeah like you know if, you, if you're on a plane and you just see lock coming in, in with a on a wheelchair for example you would never know that he recently just got into that into that because he got pushed out of a building mm-hmm. yeah know? i mean and yeah i mean definitely just the and again the flashbacks with how much they kind of like enlighten you about everything that's going on with the characters mm-hmm. But, I mean, if we can say anything more about season one, it was just, like, they did a good job at just kind of establishing, like, the mystery. So, like, you're hearing these noises in the jungle. There's a smoke monster. Um, these numbers keep popping up. They're not the only people on the island. Mm-hmm. Twilight Zone, the movie, rated PG. Starts Friday, June 24th. Check newspapers for local listings. Things like that. I... First watched Lost season one, the finale. It was the mm-hmm. first episode I ever watched. Yeah. I was studying for a uh, a science test in like in grade school. Mm-hmm. Remember in like grade school when it was like a when they made you do those chapters and like rocks and minerals and all that kind of shit. Boring stuff. Yeah. Just so so boring. And they keep t- teaching it every year. Mm-hmm. But I was doing the flashcards, you know, rocks, minerals, all that kind of stuff, and just had that in the background. Yeah, and the it. The real, like, aha, this is my show moment was when they took Walt off the raft. Oh, okay. And yeah. then and then right after that, it's when you discover the hatch, and it's just them looking into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and again, the whole, like, mystery thing and kind of, like, what's going to happen? And I think at that point, they knew. They were like, we have an audience. Like, we can do this in the finale, and, you know, they're going to come back for the next season. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, like, the cliffhanger and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know what? One thing I want to point out with Lost too that I feel like did such a good job with, and this was throughout the entire. This was definitely something that was present throughout the entire show. The music was awesome. Oh yeah. And th- they always talk about how like Lost was one of the few shows that had like a full orchestra like playing as their score. And I always bring that up because you brought up the raft, and I always remember when they first like sail on the raft off the island. Like that that score that Michael Giacchino does is it's awesome. Yeah, the, I always remember the music was always mm-hmm. spot on. Yeah. Like, we were just doing some recon. We were like, folks, before our episode, we usually just go on YouTube and, together and we have a couple beers and we kind of kind of watch the content that we're going to mm-hmm. be talking about just to get, like, some memory. Get a sense. Whether it's, like, an honest trailer. We're just watching some lost scenes. And 
we were watching the scene where Locke and Jack were fighting in the hatch about whether or not to press the button. Mm. And just the music in that was so dramatic and it yeah. made the scene mm. so much more better. Yeah, yeah. And especially with, like, I'm thinking about it now. Every time there was like a, a reveal or like a, a a plot twist, like the the, the music they put did for all of them was really good. So mm. I'm just thinking about that now. Definitely. I mean, it was it was great music, and it was Michael Giacchino throughout the whole the whole series. Series, yeah. Has he done anything else since like besides Lost? That's like that people would know about. He's done a ton. I mean, he does a lot of Pixar. He he won an Oscar for Up. He did the score for Up, and he won. But he's he's done a lot of Pixar. He's done Star Trek. He did Rogue One, Doctor Strange, a ton of different movies. Jurassic World, I think. So, he's John, been around. John, do you know anything else that he's done? Uh, yeah, Planet of the Apes, Spider- New Spider-Man movies. New Spider-Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Folks, our, we have our producer, John, in the mm-hmm. studio with us today. So, if you hear us yeah. talk, chiming over, it's, it's just him. I think, I think you honestly said on this all. Yeah. yeah. We, don't, we don't have an extra microphone, but... I forgot about Apes. I liked his score for Apes a lot. Yeah. That's cool, though. Like, yeah. But he's good, and... I'm trying to think of more that we can say about season one. I mean, I think we, it just ends again, like Walt's taken from the raft and, uh, it's just ends very ominously with them looking down the hatch. Lost in terms of TV was the best character developing series I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it did. And it's because they had, it was the way they did it. They had a format of every episode was about a specific character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it and it applied to them in the past and into, and into the present mm-hmm. and gelled it together, perfectly well done. I I can't say anything else. But season one was pretty much set in the stage for the bigger picture, mm-hmm. and you got your characters all developed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I again, I think season one's the best season of the show, and then lead into season two, which and if you guys read my article, like my whole thing with season two was I didn't hate season two, but I just felt like they just kept going. Like, all right, like, mystery, mystery, mystery. Like, let's ask him a question. Let's not answer it. And it just, everything kind of, like, compounded on each other. Yeah, and compound's the perfect word to say it because instead of, like, adding on to the development that you did, you added the others, for mm-hmm. example. You added a whole yeah. other group of characters that you had to give some story mm-hmm. to. And then you had, and different plot lines. You mm-hmm. had to, you opened more plot lines before you closed other ones. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get at. What does Rousseau say? The others are coming. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. It was season two was a big emphasis on like, all right, they're not the only ones on this island. That scene that was cool though, when they when the Michael and them like wash up onto the shore and they look up and they're all like about to pass out and you faintly just see like these barbaric people start coming toward them. That yeah. was cool. They made them look really scary. And then you you know you later find out that's the tail section of the plane. It's Michelle Rodriguez and a gay guy. Like, so that's, they've all yeah. <laughs> it's it's who it really they've was. They've all been yeah. And Mr. Echo yeah. They've all been on the island the entire time. I forgot about Mr. Echo. Yeah. I could I didn't like him. See I liked him. They killed him off so quick. Like yeah. That episode with him and his brother was really cool. Yeah. yeah. But it and it was that season, season was, that, was that season two season yeah two question mark I'm pretty sure yeah. yeah. That's another thing like. As for as much as good as Lost did, there were some things that just really made you scratch your head. For example, the polar bears. Like, what were polar bears doing on a on a desert island? I don't I, know, and we can talk about that later. Yeah, but season three, let's save it for season yeah, three. But the yeah. point that I'm talking about now is the black smoke. Mm-hmm. I I can't even explain that to you now. Like, you know, like it doesn't make sense. Wasn't it? It was Jacob, right? Isn't the black smoke? The Jacob? man in black. Oh, the man, I guess. the man in black. Like, yeah, yeah. Titus Welliver. He's a good actor. Harry Bosch. <laughs> but like, yeah. But yeah, but like, so the, we got the others, and you know they they had the cool, the way they you know they had the mm-hmm. the clash between like the main group of of people in the island and the others and trying to make them two come together. Do yeah. we trust you? Do we not trust you? Mm-hmm. It, that that's it's fair. It's what yeah. you ex- you would expect, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much like like that's all of season two. It's just all of that. Yeah, and I mean they introduced Ben, who went by Henry Gale for a little bit in the beginning, and then you know I mean he's the leader of them, like he's the main guy. Michael Emerson, like I know he's your favorite. I would agree. I, I think he might be the best person on that show. He's the best actor on the show, I think. But look on the bright side, at least somebody around here knows what the hell they're doing. I think, yeah, and I mean that that's nothing to take away from like I think. Michael Emerson, Terry O'Quinn as Locke, I think did a great job too. 
Um, I liked Saeed. Saeed was good. Naveen Andrews? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, Ben, they introduced Desmond, um, Henry and Kuzak. But, I, you know, I don't think there it's, was too it much. It seemed like season two was just adding more characters yeah. than, I guess, like, progressing the story. You know what also annoying with season two was, like, there was never a consistent, like, episode structure. It was always, like, they would do two new episodes, and then they'd take three weeks off, and then come back with, like, four new episodes, and then take, like, a week off, and then it was always very scattered. Was that during the, the writer's strike? No, it was before. So this was, like, season two, 2005, 2006. But I remember it was, like, they would do, like, four new episodes and take two weeks off, and then do three new episodes and then take, like, four weeks off. It was very scattered. But then I remember, like, season three definitely improved upon that. Yeah. So if we jump to season three, like, I'm trying to think season two ends with it Michael was, getting Walt and going off the island. It was right? it was Jack, um, Sawyer, and Kate being tied up by the others on the dock, which was a really cool cliffhanger. Yeah. So it was like, what's going to happen to them? Mm-hmm. And then Michael pretty much sold him out, though, right? And he got Walt back, and he was going off the island. Yeah, because remember when Michael was in, in the computer? That was actually a really creepy scene. Michael's, like, typing the numbers in, mm-hmm. and he thinks he's talking to Walt. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that they're coming, they're coming. Yeah, that was, I forgot that about was that. Scary. That was scary. Yeah. They didn't really do much with Michael. Like, I, Michael was kind of a, a throwaway character, I felt. He felt like, like the Judas in, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, he sold him out. Like, yeah. it, like a lot of the theories about Lost were all about religion. And I, mm-hmm. I, if there's one person that I would say would be Judas, it would have been Michael. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he sold him out at the end. Yeah. I was rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! How dare you! Um, But yeah, I mean, that's how season two ends. You know, a big thing with Locke and Desmond in the hatch. Don't they blow it up at the end or something? They choose not to, like, push the button? Yeah. Is that what I... I think so. I'm trying to remember. I haven't yeah. watched the show in years. Yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah. But, but uh, it, so season two ends like that with them on the dock, and then season three it's a little more scattered because there's like three different storylines. You know, Jack, uh, Jack is has to perform surgery on Ben, who's the leader of the others. Mm-hmm. You find out, yeah, because he has a, a spinal cancer, I think, something like that. And yeah, Kate and Sawyer are locked in the cages mm-hmm. with the yeah the fish bones, which which again I guess great. brings back the the polar bear. Like I guess the Dharma Initiative, which was the science you know, department that was on the island way before did experiments on animals, like zoology department. So I guess the, the polar bears, that's where they kind of play in. But And the whole thing about, about Dharma, like I, I bring up again, if Lost was around 2020 with social media and, and the trending, there'd be t-shirts with Dharma and there'd mm-hmm. be like oh, yeah. commercials, like just like with the Dharma spoofs. They really could have like taken advantage of that. They would dig it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I and again, I mean, we we talked about it where we said like I feel like Lost was just a couple years behind, and if they were on like between like yeah like twenty ten twenty sixteen, I mean they would have they would have done great. Oh yeah, not that they didn't do bad anyway, but you know. So what else happened in season three besides like those three main things? I'm trying to I'm really trying to like figure out what the, the timeline. We were introduced to two new characters, Nikki and Paolo. Oh my god, they were. <laughs> That they just sprinkled in some of those earlier episodes, like they've been here the entire time. You know what's funny? Like, in the first two seasons, they always had, like, the extras walking around in the background. I didn't think they were going to make two of them, like, actual characters and, like, give yeah. them, like, a story. What would you say you do here? But not only the story, they gave them one episode. And they killed them off in that episode. I mean, they were both, like, really bad characters. They were both bad people. I think like, they were... They, Nikki and Paula were the two worst-written characters in any kind of media form of all time. But what did they have them? They were, like, stealing diamonds, and, like, a spider bit them, and they, like, were paralyzed or something? And yeah. And buried them. Some, some <laughs> kind of, like, a poison spider bit them, and they were like, just in a pit, just, like... They, they were buried alive. <laughs> That's disgusting. It was grim. I don't know, between that and, like, the episode when you see Charlie and his band Dry Shed performing um, their song in the music video when they're all in diapers. I, yeah. <laughs> and it's a big fire baby water, I think, yeah. That's disgusting. I mean, two of, two of, like, the worst things I've ever seen on TV was just two things. I can't get that yeah. image out of my mind now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, season three, like, we were introduced to um, Juliet, played by Elizabeth Mitchell. She was really good. She was good. 
yeah, I liked her character a lot. Um, and her whole thing was she was like a, a she was like she lived, like a maternity nurse or something like that. Yeah, fertility that was her big thing. So on the other side of the island were were Ben, who was Henry Gale. Uh, he runs the Dharma Initiative, which is like this big science operation on the other side of the island, mm. and it's kind of almost like a like a community. Like they're all drinking like the, the yeah. Kool Aid and that kind of stuff, mm. houses it, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it almost seemed like Levittown a little bit. All the houses looked exactly the same and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Post World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they lived in kind of that whole little like very, you know, it, similar commune. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was that. I mean, their their big push. I mean, they really this. Old characters were the same way. Um, you know what I always remember with season three is there was a horrible Jack episode. It was it was a pointless flashback episode with him, but it was a stranger in a strange land where they were like their big thing was like let's explain how Jack got his tattoos. And you're like I don't give a shit. Like I don't care about that. <laughs> it's kind of like the the fly episode of Breaking Bad. Oh, so, that's a bad episode. <laughs> but I think the fly actually has a lot of significance to it. Like if you go back and really like. People say it's the best episode. People like that one a lot. I mean, I'm not a fan of it. I, I remember like it when I first saw that, my dad and I were like, what the fuck is yeah. this? You know? But I I don't think... I mean, The Fly might be a better episode than Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> How can you be so obtuse? Yeah. Because that was... I mean, they... You know. But, no, I mean, season three kind of saw the, um, you know, explan- or the introduction of, you know, Desmond's backstory. You kind of saw, like, he was able to time travel or something like that. That's still kind of confusing to me, but... Yeah. 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 He could flash through time. And then, you know, you had the intro of Ben. I lo- Ben's episode in the season is, like, one of the best. Where you see him as a kid growing up on the island. Oh, yeah. And Uncle Rico plays his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always forget Uncle Rico plays... And he's the, the skeleton in the uh, the RV. Roger Workman. Right, yeah. The Volkswagen that they... Yeah, yeah that was uh, Trisha Tanaka's dead... Trisha Tanak, yeah. Cheech Marin plays Hurley's uh, grandpa, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what was one, like... Her uncle, I don't know. I'm yeah. just coming back to, like, season one, but I always would love to see the scene where Hurley um, broke the dock that he was on. They never showed it. Broke the dock? Remember, like, his string of bad luck when he got the numbers? He was on a boardwalk pier and the thing just collapsed. Oh, did he talk about it? Oh, okay. And remember, like, didn't it kill people? I, for, I don't know if it killed people, yeah. But that was the big thing with Hurley, right? Like, his character was, like, he, he won the lottery, and then he just had, like, bad luck. He won the since. lottery using the famous loss numbers, and yeah. ever since he had a big string of bad luck. Like, for example, a bunch of birds, like, flew into a window. I think someone fell out of a building. He bought his mom a house, and it caught on fire right right when they showed it mm-hmm. to her. He bought the Mr. Clucks he was working at, and then a, a meteorite. A meteorite, of know, all things, right? Fell into it, yeah. But I, I think one of them was that he was on a, on a boardwalk pier, and... It collapsed because he, he was this big heavyset guy. So it, it, he always re- referenced it. But uh, yeah, one episode with Hurley was really cool. Was the episode when with Dave? I was just gonna bring up Dave, <laughs> his imaginary friend. <laughs> Dave was a good episode. Yeah, cheeseburgers, yeah. chili fries on me. And then remember, <laughs> um, we're going back to season two. But remember. Uh, is that everybody? What was the one episode? Everybody hates Hugo. Everybody loves Hugo. I think everybody hates Hugo because everyone's annoyed. Everybody by him. hates Hugo. Yeah, okay. Because everybody loves Hugo. Season six. Everybody hates Hugo though. Was that DJ Qualls? Plays his best friend. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And remember, he's always upset because. Um, well, I remember. I just watched that episode recently where he's like, "All right, like, you know, let's." Promise me, like, nothing will ever change if something happens. And then he goes back to the convenience store where he won the lottery ticket, and he's like, that's the guy, that's the guy. And then, yeah. But Hurley was a good character. One of the biggest shocker reveals, underrated, is when you find out that Lily, the girl that he had a crush on on the island, yeah. was in the same mental, mental institution as he was. You know what was even better than that, Dave? That they did absolutely nothing with that. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was such a build-up, like, Hurley and Libby were in the same, like, psych ward, and then it's like, they kill her. <laughs> I don't, did they even reveal that they were together? They no. never revealed it. I mean, they were in the church at the end, but, like, there was nothing. Like, there was, uh, there was no, like, hey, I was there with you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about, talk about a plot else? hole they never fixed. Season three, though? Yeah, we're still in season three. Yeah. Sorry for jumping around. Just Yeah. Wait. 
It's gonna happen. Just it the just, memories. The memories. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Ben, Desmond, Juliet. Juliet was a really good addition. I liked her character a yeah. lot. Um, she's one of the few we talked about it that actually went on to do things after the show. She was in some shows, yeah. I mean, she was in a lot of stuff before Lost, I think, too. Elizabeth Mitchell. I mean, most important, she was um, Mrs. Claus in the Santa Claus 2 and 3. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the most important. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think they actually tried to get Tim Allen to guest star on Lost, but he was too busy, so he couldn't do it. So he played Vince the dog or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was actually going to voice. Tim Allen was going to do voice vo- work voice for Vincent. Vince. <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, and I wrote this in the article, I think the season three finale for Lost is the best finale of any show I've seen. Because the whole episode, you're following Jack, and you're just, you know, again, like, you're just like, alright, like, we've already seen four episodes of Jack already this season. Um, and then, you know, they jump into, you know, at the end, you find, you see Kate show up in the flashback, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? And you're just like, alright, well, this is a flash forward. And... I can remember being really confused the first time I saw it and just being like, what did I just see? Um, and the whole, the season ends with Jack just being like, we have to go back. We have to go back. But you also see just like this very like drug addicted Jack, like he's drunk. Um, you know, he, he goes to a coffin. You're not sure who's in the coffin and that's explained the next season, but it was great. It it was really, really cool. Yeah. I'll talk, I'll talk, we could talk about the, that reveal later on, but I thought what was really cool was that they actually did three different takes of that that coffin reveal, mm-hmm. just and in case just four, in case right? they yeah. wanted to uh, change it up. I think that or if it got spoiled, I think that yeah. was the thing. If like yeah. somebody like exposed it, they yeah. I'm still trying to get my time right. That might have been around the writer strike because it was it was the season they came back from the writer strike. So I think they um... so they didn't know what they wanted to do. Well, I think they had the episodes written out because that. So the way Lost worked was the first three seasons, it was like September through May. And then season four premiered in January. So I think they had a lot of, like, I think they had to finish up the show season four. But I think they had the first eight, like, written and already filmed. So they were able to premiere. But yeah, no, I I would agree. Yeah, once season four hit, they, they jumped to flash forwards. So you saw what life was like for certain characters after on the island, um, which I don't think has ever been done before. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of groundbreaking. It, it was cool, and it, it was a new way to tell the, the show. So you saw, you know, the introduction of the Oceanic Eight or the Ocean Oceanic Eight, Oceanic Six. Yeah. So um, the, the people that got off the island. So you got a flash forward for Jack, Kate, Hurley, Saeed, and uh, Son. Son and Aaron and Aaron, the baby, baby Aaron, who Kate took care of and said it was like my baby, but no, I mean it was cool. But you also got like little episodes of like there was a Ben episode, I think they did a Locke episode, a, a Michael episode, and it was it was cool. It, it was a different way to tell the show, and it was kind of not that I'm saying the flash forwards were getting boring, but like it, it was a new way to kind of tell the show. I mm-hmm. thought, yeah. Talk about the end of season three. So right before that, you see the flash forwards. It's Jack leading a brigade, a brigade up to the top of the island where they found a radio tower, and they finally make contact with the outside world. Like we need yeah. help, we need help. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's not not my point where I, I would rewrite it. My dad has always said I would rewrite it from that moment on. Mm-hmm. Like right when Jack's on the phone and he says I need help, he didn't like the show after that. I think he said that's where it started to go downhill a little bit. Yeah, I'll reveal my my point where i said it's starting to just get out of hand mm-hmm. it's i think it's probably the next season or two yeah but there's one significant thing in that it made me like like yeah this is kind of like falling off a little bit but it's, be honest like, how, like would you rewrite it from that point where jack's on the phone like what would you do differently i and you see my main thing is like i feel like lost the first three seasons was just like season one it was like all right like let's give all this mystery and questions and i feel like that was appropriate for a first season but the second season it was just like all right let's keep adding on to these questions because that worked with season one and i think season three they kind of got to a point where they were like all right like maybe let's stop asking all these questions and they kind of kept keep doing that but 
I also felt like they like stopped. And then I feel like after season three, they set an end game for, all right, the show is going to end in three more seasons. So they did four, five, and six. But I think up until that point, it was just like, it was too late. Like there was already too many questions and I felt like they didn't really know much about how they wanted to answer a lot of the shit. Yeah. So I feel like it was like, all right, like let's explain the smoke monster. Let's explain this polar bears. Let's explain all these other people that are on the island. But again, it was like, it was too much too late. Um, and I felt like they delved too much into like the science fiction-y stuff in season four. You know, if we want to talk about like the donkey wheel that Ben spins, why do they call it a donkey wheel? Like why? <laughs> like the yes. frozen donkey wheel? Like this? You know? This is the, that was the moment where I was like, I am. It's starting to just get a little out of hand. Turn the donkey wheel and the flash sideways and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I just pizza time. Okay, so that's perfect timing because mm-hmm. we're about to jump into season four. Yep. So before we do that, I think we should take a quick break. Absolutely. And we'll be right back. Oh, Matt. Dave, you guys here? Well, they kicked me out of Portal's Junction. I can't keep using my wife's bois as a mask. Dude, what is this beer here? Dharma Light. This shit's freaking warm. You're freaking calling it Dharma. Don't you? They gotta freaking change that name. This, is like, this shit tastes like it was from the freaking 80s. Warm as shit. Dude, all they freaking have in here is Dharma Light. Oh, oh. Oh, Bud Light Lemon. Dude, this is this is some much more high quality shit. You no, know, I drink these all day. You know, uh, Joan. Joan usually likes to keep a few of these, or she used to like to keep a lot of those stocked up there. Not as much anymore, but dude, you know, I'm gonna take up a few more of these uh, Bud Light lemons, and then uh, go watch the the Zoom episode of of Lizzie McGuire and. Dude, I think I saw there was a freaking marathon of of Waven's Home on on Disney. I freaking come in here and, you know, I see there's a freaking loop more beer. for one fucking minute and you're just... Here, stop, 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 stop. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. Okay, so we did a pretty good job of breaking down seasons one to three. Mm-hmm. No, we really didn't go into, like, deep into characters and stuff like that, but we kind of just talked about certain things that stuck out to us and stuff like that. It's kind of what this episode's going to be more about. It's mm-hmm. more so just us just reminiscing about the show. So we might jump off the walls every now and then, but we ended with season three before we went on our break, and mm-hmm. we're going to jump into season four now. Yeah, and season four, um, we kind of talked about it a little bit before this, but it really kind of, um, you know, I mean, the main thing with season four is the flash-forwards. So you saw what these characters were doing off the island after the crash. Uh, but it also saw the introduction to characters like uh, Faraday, Charlotte, Miles, and Lapidus, right? I liked Miles, and I loved Lapidus. Mm-hmm. Faraday was kind of annoying. I could not stand Charlotte with a passion. She wasn't a good character. Yeah, yeah. She, she was annoying. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you, <laughs> we don't care. No, yeah, Charlotte, I was not a big fan of. But I, everyone else I really liked. I liked Miles, I think, was my favorite of all the, the new additions. He was good. It's, but It's crazy how, like, um, Faraday was a huge part of everything, considering him and his mom and everything. He was big. And I feel like they just wrote all those four characters in after season three. They just like, all right, so we get to have see people come rescue these guys now. Mm-hmm. So let's just create new characters. And I think... It kind of just took on a life of its own. I don't think it was really pre-planned with these with these characters at all. No, yeah, it was just very like we need new characters. Like let, let's go. If we ever could get an interview with um, Carlton Cuse or uh, Damon Lindelof, or Damon Lindelof, mm-hmm. I would love to just juggle their their brains around and just really figure out like 
what went into their creative process because even if it seemed like they just wrote them in in season into season four and just mm-hmm. made them who they are, you would never think of it like watching it live. Yeah, it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the way they wrote the characters are really well. They did a good job with it. But no, I mean these characters really kind of, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of season four like. I think the main episode that really sticks out is the constant, which was the Desmond episode. That was so good, yeah. That was, I mean, that might be the, one of the best episodes of Lost ever. I think, yeah, where he's talking to Penny on on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, Desmond is my constant. Is yeah, that, is that is that when is that when Charlie dies? No, that okay. was end of season three. Okay. okay, yeah, which we didn't really talk about. But yeah, good scene too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, now I mean, season four really kind of, again, I mean, we talked about it before, but the writer strike I think affected this season a little bit. I don't think it affected the writing as much, but I feel like the the filming it affected a little bit because um, they still were able to finish the season. Uh, they did the first eight episodes, ended with a Michael centric episode. Meet Kevin Johnson. Remember that? Maybe enlighten okay. me a little bit. I mean, season four, it showed Michael off the island, what he did when he left after um, Live Together, Die Alone. He became a drunk, right? No, 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 uh, Michael. I'm talking about Jack, sorry. Michael, Michael. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he, then me, Kevin Johnson, it showed him what he did after the island and then kind of his process to getting back. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm starting to think yeah. of it now. But, I mean, they delved into a lot of the supernatural, I guess, in yeah. Lost. Like, the fantasy aspect. And, like, we talked about it before, but, like, Ben spinning the donkey wheel. Like, the frozen donkey wheel. That's what it was called. <laughs> and it turned back time. I don't even know what it did. Wow. The land of make-believe. Like, it, it served no legitimate purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it did in, in the sense that it, it made, like, the story happen the way it did. But, like, a frozen donkey wheel on an island. Like, it had... Like, there is no, like, origin to it whatsoever. It's like that big foot mm-hmm. when you see, when you come across yeah. Jacob and mm-hmm. and the man in black. It's just this big, random fucking foot statue. Like, who was who was that a statue of? I You don't even know. You don't know. Maybe they explain it later on, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, that's kind of how season four ends. That's That's my main thing, is, and you find out who's in the coffin. So when in the flash forward with Jack, you find out Locke's in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. So it, Ben comes and talks to. So the we the, we have to go back, and then I guess it makes you lead to believe that the scenes that happen afterwards, are Jack is going to try to try to open this coffin, and Ben shows up, and Jack in his drunk demeanor, is not even questioned. Like Ben, what the hell are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And. Ben goes, you have to go back. All, fu- all a couple of other you guys had to go back, mm-hmm. and we had to bring him too. And then it did that reveal. Awesome. Yeah. I love the way that that mm-hmm. reveal happened. I was, I was the the final scene. I'm pretty sure season four. And yeah, and we talked a bit. Yeah. I talked about it earlier. They did three cuts of it, so I think it was. Lock There's in one there. with Sawyer. One with Sawyer, and one with um. Might have been one with Ben. I'm trying to think of who the, the other one was. There was another person. It was definitely Locke and Sawyer. Jin? I don't know. No. No, because Jin blew up. <laughs> um, it's going to bother me now. Desmond? I don't know. Maybe. Might have been Desmond. Yeah, maybe. But um, you know, you know what other is important is to try and think of what was going on with the other characters post-season three. So you had, like, Kate taking care of Aaron. She was playing Mommy. Um, son... Again, she really I, ran, I, she I, ran like a business, right? Ji Yun, I forget what it was. I forget what she did. I think she took. I think she took over for for her Jin. father. Wasn't Jin involved with like some kind of like mob stuff? Yeah, but I mean, it, it was all her her dad. Oh yeah, the um, dad, the dad money and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was Ji Yun. That that was a great episode because it was at that point you didn't know Jin. You weren't sure whether or not Jin made it on or off the island. So you're seeing all these flash forwards for these characters, and in Yun, they're showing you know scenes with Sun and scenes with Jin, and you're thinking they're flash forwards because you knew Sun was pregnant, 
Mm-hmm. So the whole episode is Jin trying to find this big stuffed animal. And you're thinking he's getting it as a gift. And you find out, all right, well, like, Sun's part of that episode is a flash forward, but Jin's is a flashback. And that was one, that was, again, like, I wasn't really crazy about the Sun and Jin episodes, but I, even oh, back dude. then, I knew that was great. Like, they, they did such a good job with that episode. That was cool, but otherwise, I could not stand the Sun and Jin episodes. They get better when you're older, though. I think because you can understand more of it. Like, you take more away from it, but like, just like, I think even just like a rewatch, but watching it live, you're just like, oh my yeah. god, it's just so much back and forth and just and just Korean yeah. and it's like it's but unbearable. I love that aspect though of like Jin wanting to marry Sun, like wanting to be with her, and then it's just like, all right, well, like your dad's also this big like Korean mobster, so you have to work for him if you want to be with my daughter. Like that's how you're gonna make your money. Yeah. Um, and even like go back to season two. Where I remember one of the episodes, and this always stuck with me, was when Jim was working as a doorman. And remember that one fisherman came with his son, and he was just like, he used to use the bathroom, he used to use the bathroom. Can you let him go through? He lets him go through. And then the the hotel manager comes up, and he's like, did you let them use the bathroom? And he's like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, like, you have to tell them to leave. And he's just like, screw this. Like, I'm just, I'm done. Do you remember that? Yeah, I I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that, but that, that that stuck with me. One thing that took away from like Sun's character now that we're talking about Sun a lot, mm-hmm. her progression from like coming on the island versus off the island because on the island she was just this little frail passive woman. You know, mm-hmm. she, it was one. She was almost in that category of like, what are you even doing here? Yeah. And then once she comes off the island, her husband dies. Well, at the moment, dies. Thinks he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just. Uh, changes does a 180 and mm-hmm. she like just becomes like this savage like person with so much a completely different person yeah she like she runs she's running a business she's she's not taking shit anymore like mm-hmm. it, it was a really cool progressive progressive uh move on a character yeah yeah i always appreciated that yeah no i mean some was again some was a cool character in those later seasons what did what did hurley do did hurley get off the island Hurley was part of the Oceanic Six. He got off the island. What did he, um, what did he do? I forget. I'm trying to think back into like his episodes. Let me let me give a look back. Um, Jack Kate Hurley was it Saeed? Jack Kate Hurley Saeed. Son. Oh, he he had the first one. His was like the very first. I forget what it was though. Beginning of the end. Like his was the the opening for season four. Um, I don't, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. The Oceanic Six: Jack, Kate, Hurley, Saeed, Son, Aaron. So, yeah. I mean, that was them. And then, yeah. I mean, again, like season four ends with locks in the coffin. Ben spins the donkey wheel. Yeah. So, so that was season four. Let's uh, season five. It's pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Having another Dharma. Another drama. Dharma light. Skeletor seems to like it. Bottoms up. Yeah. But, yeah, season five, you know, they introduced time travel. They explained a lot of the Dharma stuff. Um, you know, all the Oceanic Six make it back to the island at some point. And, uh, you know, it ends with Juliet destroying, like, some bomb or some, some hydrogen bomb, right? Yeah. And that kind of sets the pace for the next season, season six. Uh, which kind of brought them from where they were in the 1970s in season five to just present day, I guess, in season six. This is where stuff kind of got really confusing because it wasn't just flashbacks and flash forwards. Season six introduced these flash like sideways. So this alternate reality where the plane that they were on landed in LAX and didn't crash, um, which was really confusing. And it still is to me, to be honest. <laughs> like, Yeah, like... Anything after you, they, uh, Ben turns the donkey wheel. It 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 just went downhill for me from there, and mm-hmm. not like downhill. Like I was still so invested in it, but like it's confusing. And then season six, they also like start bringing in like the was it uh, Jacob and the the men in black. Men in and black. I mean, they were always kind of present, but yeah, they really introduced them at the end of season five or mm-hmm. early season six. 
Yeah, like we're really just gonna speed right through these last like three mm-hmm. seasons because there really is not much to talk about. It's like so super confusing, and I think you just need to experience it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. But like, make your own decisions. I just remember. I mean, I just remember being disappointed. Like, I felt like, it, you know, and again, like this is a spoiler-heavy episode, but the Man in Black kind of became Locke in a way. Like he took over Locke's body, and Locke was such a good character. Like that's what was disappointing. Yeah. And I feel like he was wasted. Saeed was, like, evil throughout the whole season. Like, it was just, you know, again, like, a really good character who was just turned bad. It almost seemed like but the, when anything after the Donkey Bill, they were just trying to... It was more just like a money grab, just trying to, mm-hmm. like, squeeze a sponge as much and get as much liquid out as they could. You yeah, know? yeah. And they were trying to... Like, I don't even know what they were trying to attempt. Um... But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, you had the flash sideways and all that stuff. And then, you know, if we want to get to the finale, like, the whole ending of the show, I mean, it it made you question, like, were they in purgatory the whole time? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. There's never been a definitive answer to how this show ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked that theory early on, but I felt like as the show kept going, I was just like, okay, like, maybe they're going to do something else. And then it felt like it was like, no, like, they, they were in purgatory the whole time. It's just... Especially with, like, the flashbacks and, like, like how I mentioned earlier, like, a lot of the, like, their life experiences were coming coming back and, I and guess, the island. And, and making itself known in the island in real time. It was almost like you were trying to learn from your wrongs and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I would I would have been perfectly fine if it was purgatory. Mm-hmm. And and that's what just makes it so much more confusing is they, like, some of the characters got off the island. So when they get off the island, like, were they still in purgatory or were they not? Like, it's, it makes you question it a yeah. lot. Um, I'm going to rewatch the series after this mm-hmm. episode because now I'm inspired by it. Yeah. So may, and that's another thing. It's so open-ended the way this ends that maybe there's something that I will notice now. I haven't seen it since it, since it it ended but you didn't see before so maybe yeah. the 10 years later maybe there might be more that i can mm-hmm. pick up on yeah i mean overall i just thought it was just a very very entertaining show mm-hmm. it was it, in retrospect it, like i mentioned it was more of like a game of thrones-esque kind of show where you know like a lot of people can can really enjoy it and just from like you know for like game of thrones how like big groups of people can watch it and, and enjoy it together. That's kind of how Lost was. For me personally, that's how it was. Big fandom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the show. For sure. Yeah. Were there any, like, scenes that, like, or or moments that stuck out to you? I, you know, I think a lot of scenes that I really like from the show involved, like, Locke. And I think him kind of, like, I one of, one of my favorite scenes is him in season one when he's pounding on the hatch door and then the light comes on. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's like, give me a sign, give me a sign. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's cool. And then, like, when he, he's able to walk again on the island, I thought that was a cool scene. Oh, yeah. Um, I really liked when Sawyer got to confront the guy that killed his parents. Yeah, that was cool, too. Yeah. Um, and the episode with Sawyer with the... Uh, where he's... It's a big reference to Mice and Men. That one, I always remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trisha Tanaka is dead when Hurley... Gets the gets the RV and gets the Dharma beer. Dharma beer. Yep. Um, that news reporter dies, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else? Not Penny's boat. Not Penny's boat. Iconic. Yeah. That was a sad scene. Again, the constant when Desmond's talking to Penny on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I like when Desmond sees Charlie singing on Wonderwall. Yeah, that was he, a cool scene. He's like too. Charlie, Charlie. He's like, yeah, I don't know who you are, dude. He's a gnome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. Yeah, I like the stuff with Jack and his dad. The stuff with Jack and his dad is really good. Yeah, I think that's a good kind of like shows the very tumultuous relationship they had, you know, throughout the season. And like I said, I didn't, li- um, I didn't like the the black smoke. How Mister Echo was killed by the black smoke. Yeah, yeah. the polar bears were kind of stupid. But even to go back to Jack's dad, like, you know what I liked when I did a rewatch of season one was, like, or was it season one? Season two? I think it was season one. How pretty much, like, he called out his dad. Like, remember, both of them were surgeons. And Jack had to come in and finish the surgery because the dad couldn't because he was too drunk. 
Oh yeah. And he like he called him out, and he pretty much, you know. It wasn't the irony. He's like, I'm never, I'm never gonna be like you, and then he winds up being a drunk just like him. Yeah, yeah. But that I I thought that was such a good turning point for the character of like Jack, where it was like you really kind of understood where he was coming from. And having to make that decision to be like, look, my dad was drunk. He was trying to get him to, like, cover it up. Remember? Um, That was really interesting. Yeah. And then also that Jack was Claire's dad, too. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. The show... Christian was Claire's dad. That's... Yeah. The show is just... It makes you really believe that that we're all connected in this world in some way. Mm. It's It's just weird how, like... Yeah. They, they wrote it so well how they connected everything. Coincidences, yeah. Except I, I wish they could have done a better job, like after, like wrapping it up. Not so wrapping it up. I, I think I would have got, I would have foregone the the donkey wheel and like I said anything after that. But it, it's my number two favorite show. I think Breaking Bad has succeeded that. Breaking Bad's one. Yeah. I think just because of how because Breaking Bad was like full closure, mm-hmm. whereas Lost it was like you just let yourself wanting more and. Honestly, just more confused more than anything. Sometimes, yeah. I think we should definitely, like, after this episode, we should just uh, reach out and see if we can get an interview with Lindelof and um, Q's. And Q's, yeah, and see yeah. if uh, if they would want to talk to us. I think that'd be really cool. See what happens. Like, a, thought, yeah. Like I a, mean, Damon Lindelof, since Lost ended, he's done. He did leftovers. He's done Watchmen. Like, he's he's had a really good run. Yeah, and then since... didn't Carlton Q's do the strain? On, um, I think he, he did under the he might no he did do the strain yeah and I think he did under the dome too oh god yeah he might have no he definitely did the strain though and I know he um he has some part in Jack Ryan too on Amazon I still gotta check that yeah it's good I, I watched the first season it's good uh but no yeah I mean Lindelof he's he's killing it with yeah the leftovers and then Watchmen I don't think Watchmen's coming back for a second season but yeah. yeah. So now, talk about Lost. I mean, there's not much else we could really talk about. Final thoughts? Yeah, besides Game of Thrones, is there anything else that you can that that le- leads up to this? One, one show that I always bring up that reminded me a lot of the first season of Lost, where it was just like a lot of mystery, a lot of questions, things like that. Um, and it kind of came out of nowhere, is Stranger Things Season 1. And I think since, like, the preceding seasons, the seasons that came after Stranger Things Season 1, I don't think did as good of a job. But, like, Season 1 of Stranger Things, I remember it was just, like, you weren't expecting it. And there was a lot of mystery and there was a lot of questions. And then, you know, the next few seasons came out and it somewhat answered them. But it was just, like, that first season reminded me a lot of Lost Season 1. Of just, like, wow, this show is awesome. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting it to be as awesome. Um, but no, I mean, since then, I it's tough to think. So I think a show like Game of Thrones I, is just on a completely different level than like Lost, and same with like Breaking Bad. I feel. Um, oh yeah. But no, I mean, I don't think I've seen a show as impactful as Lost was. And I think the other thing to think about with Lost is like that it was just primetime TV. Like, it wasn't on, like, like HBO. It wasn't on Netflix. It was just a straight, like, primetime show. But part of me also thinks that, like, it kind of thrived on not being in, like, the stream era of of view- viewing because just, just to how we were talking about how it kind of fell off. And I think it, once the donkey will turn, I think people would have stopped watching it. Like, this is getting too confusing mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think, like, you're so invested in it. It's like, what did I just see? And you have to wait another week for it. So yeah. I think it was one of the last shows that could have, that thrived in, in that kind of setting. In that environment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like now it's just like competition, reality shows. I can't think of a show I've really watched where it's like week to week. Or... Like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, At, you go on like yeah. TV now, especially in the summer, and it's just like a, like competition um, shows that last like two months and you never hear from them again. Yeah, and I mean like I think certain – like Apple rolls out their shows like that once a week. I, I think it's a smart model when you think about it because it mm-hmm. keeps people talking about something. For yeah. I think it's a smart model for a streamer because yeah. it's like, I mean, if, if something, a show like The Mandalorian was, it, if it all came out in one day, people would binge that show within like two days and then they'd delete the service. Yeah. You know? 
So it's like, yeah, week by week. Like, I think that's that's a smart way to do it. That's why I signed up for Game of Thrones or for HBO just to get Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I I kept it because I like it. But, like, someone else who wants it just for the show would have canceled it after after the finale ended, you know? Yeah. And, again, they probably would have been disappointed with that finale. I I sure it was. Yeah. (laughs) Um but no, I mean, I think we said everything we want to say about Lost. I don't, you know, I mean, just a really inventive show. You know, whether or not we agree with how it ended is, you know, up to interpretation. It's but. definitely worth a watch because it's de- it definitely grabs your attention. And it's just, it's entertaining. Overall, it's just really entertaining. Mm-hmm. If you were ever stuck on an island, what would be the three things that you would you would bring with you? Lost season one, two, and three. Nothing to play it on or anything like Nothing that? Nothing to play it on. <laughs> yeah. We just have it. See, I would bring, like, a tent, and I would bring, like, a Brita filter so I can, like, clean all the water out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know, a flashlight or something like that. No, no, a knife. Like, a really good knife. Because then I would... Knife would, I would be good. The tent would be temporary, because then I would just camp there until I built my house out of, out of trees. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff. I have yeah. to water and then hunt and get the food. And I think over time, I think I would be able to survive. Make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Castaway. Yeah. Castaway. Um, yeah. I mean, like we said, good show. We enjoy it. Yeah. We really can't talk about nothing. We can't talk about much more. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a great show. Um, it's good to be back, though. It's fun. Yeah. Having a great time. All social distancing. But, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, make sure you're washing your hands, wear your face mask, uh, stay at home if you can. Mm-hmm. We're not out, we're not out of, the, out of the, the woods yet, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. We're, we're still active on our on our blog, postgreaterbrews.blogspot.com. We're doing a lot of our content there just because of the lack of being able to record so every time we get the chance to to record we will but Mm -hmm. we're really active on the on the blog yeah you know matt writes stuff john's doing an excellent job with all that he's doing Mm. uh steve our 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 new um member of the brew crew just did a really good article debut article yeah yeah nice debut very well i'm excited to see what else he has going on Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be doing some stuff soon and matt's in uh and matt's gonna debut what he's calling the uh summer retrospective so again, like with, you know, movies not really being open this summer, like what we're doing is just kind of like a look back at some of the best summer movies that have come out in recent years. Some of the best, maybe some of the not so best, and uh, it's a fun series. It's cool to write. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you ever wanted to, to contribute, we got something you would like to rank, just DM us. You know, we have our mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook pages are all active. We're trying to get content on there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want us to review or something like that? Also, just just give us a holler. Good that, time. Yeah, it's a good time. This has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.